Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the only healthcare marketing podcast that digs into the digital strategies and tactics that help you accelerate growth. Each week, Cardinals experts explore innovative ways to build your digital presence and attract more patients. Buckle up for another episode of Ignite. Hey everyone, welcome back to Ignite Healthcare Marketing Podcast. I'm here again this week with Rich Bridick, our SVP of Analytics and Strategy. Today we are here to answer a very common question, which is in the MSO world, ASO, DSO, OSO, whatever you want to call it, whatever your vertical calls it, should you be thinking about one brand or a house of brands? And we get asked often what our opinion on this question is. And honestly, there is no perfect answer. As I'm sure you know, there's situations that impact what your business should do. And a hybrid model usually probably ends up being the best option. But Rich, when we think about this question, one brand, house of brands, from a digital marketing perspective specifically, why is that question so important? What are some of the major considerations as we approach scoping out a new partnership for clients in the MSO space? If you've got a multi-location single brand, that is a lot, typically a lot less complex than if you have a house of brands, a multi-location client. Essentially, if we're having to do digital support for up to like 40 or 50 brands that sit within a single house, that's much more tricky than doing, you know, a single brand that has 50 locations, especially if there's upper funnel considerations. So if we're running disruptive marketing through Facebook or display, and we have to have assets that are branded by that individual location, from an operational point of view, that's that's much more tricky. It's also much more tricky from a sort of a, a performance point of view, because you typically will have more bifurcated and siloed performance because you, you'll only have the performance that relates to that brand that you can really rely on because brands will perform differently versus just having a single brand that is broken out into location, but the campaigns may not be segmented by location because you're running a, a single brand mm-hmm. and you might just be targeting different locations on social media or on display and maybe optimizing towards the best performing locations. So. I think there's a whole host of considerations about the approach that is going to impact probably what you will pay an agency in terms of how that agency relationship will work in terms of billing, but also what the performance is that you can expect to get from digital. And then the other thing too is if you're running an actual house of brands that are not uniform in any way in terms of your experience, like so your website experience Mm -hmm. is a great one then you may have wildly different user experiences. And so then when you think about things like forecasting, questions that we typically get as names is, if I gave you an extra 100,000, what would I get for that? It's so much harder to do that with a house of brands because the performance is so much more varied across those different brands mm-hmm. versus if it was a single brand where the user experience is the same, the conversion rates are typically the same and, and all that. So I think where possible, Unless there is a lot of brand equity, it's better to to operate under a single brand in terms of deploying things rapidly, getting things out to market, managing assets, driving sort of more consistent performance. But if you're consolidating and acquiring shops that have been in these uh, communities for, for decades, they may have an amazing brand presence and they may have amazing brand power. And so trying to rebrand them may be a huge issue, right? Yeah. And then you could lose uh, the, the existing patient base and you can 
lose the existing patient reputation. So those are the things that you have to balance. You said it well, the, the argument purely from a digital marketing standpoint when it comes to singular brand is more efficiency, less assets to manage, you know, centralized budget. You know, your agency is going to be able to, to do SEO and build links, generate new content and build the authority of a single domain. And similarly, from a, an advertising perspective, the messaging is consistent. Yep. The services are consistent. So that's all great, right? Now, when you're growing through acquisitions, like you said, that reputation is something that in certain cases where it is really strong, there is no replacement for it. And it may be that your acquisition strategy is reliant on a message that the the local brand remains. There's a lot of challenges there. And we don't you know, claim to prescribe one or the other. We work with clients in both. I think one thing that we've seen a good bit of is a bit of a hybrid model, right? So maybe there are regional roll-ups and tuck-ins. Maybe there's a regional brand in the Southeast that has a great reputation. So you're not wiping away its reputation. And then maybe you you buy up some smaller groups within that region that you can tuck in mm-hmm. because they feel confident in the brand that they're they're becoming a part of. Or a provider's retiring when they give the practice away. So gone, you know, the brand equity leaves with him anyway, him or her right. anyways. Maybe it's kind of creating a couple pillar brands and not having the 50, but maybe having 10. The idea that it's a sort of a, a binary house of brands or all under one brand is not correct, right? Like you said, there is this hybrid model. It's more of a spectrum. And I think one of the things that we've seen is huge DSOs who will co-brand some of their locations, as an example, and, and, and we'll do it regionally based on, I think initially, the marketing requirements. I think, I think actually like brand new requirements. But then it was determined that actually co-branding with the main provider, with the owner, was preferable. But then they had a, a common user experience. They, they were on the same, they were subdomains on the same website. So all those benefits that you were talking about, about consolidating under, under a brand, and then you'll have some that they will co-brand every location. So it will be, you know, such and such orthodontics in conjunction with major DSO. You don't have to go to one end of the spectrum or the other, right? I think it's, and I think maybe you don't even have consistency inside of your own system. You can have different rules and you can have different kind of configurations of this. So I think, again, and I kind of mentioned this on the, on the previous podcast, Communication with your agency and everyone who's working on the account is so important if you have a kind of a nuanced configuration like that, right? Because your agency might not understand why are these non-branded and why are these branded? What's the benefit? And I think, again, if you can educate everybody who's working on your account as to why you have things set up in such a way and also educate them if there's any plans in the future to change those things, that would be massively beneficial to them in, in giving them that context to then operate from. If you listen to the podcast regularly, you've heard Alex and I talk about, you know, top things that new marketers can do or new MSOs can focus on. And one of the things that we recommend often is if you're retaining separate brands to really tackle your website platform and make that uniform, which you mentioned obviously helps significantly with user experience consistency. There's also the whole tech stack that lives behind everything we do that in the case of House of Brands tends to be disparate and and make it even more complicated. What are some of of the things that you've seen, whether it's, you know, call tracking or 
EHR, form scheduling, online booking. I mean, th- yeah. that's where things really get to a place where it's so complex that it's really hard to think about any economies of scale. Each business just becomes its own true entity that you need to market for. Yeah. When you talk about tracking and, and multi-brand, it's somewhat triggering. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bringing you back to a next place. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, I mean, tr- tracking is a, is a huge challenge if you have a ton of disparate brands and in particular, if they have different websites that are built in different ways. And, you know, we've definitely had situations where we'll have 50 Google Analytics accounts that we are porting in and every single analytics goals within those accounts are set up differently. They don't marry to each other, but then the client will want to see the data aggregated across all of them. But it's like, how do you add this goal to this goal when they're not really the same, they're kind of different. So how do you categorize all that? So yeah, you can create huge complexities by having not just a multi-brand approach, but if you're just essentially inheriting websites from these brands that you've acquired and you're keeping them on different platforms, maybe they've got different hosting, the nightmare scenario can come true quite in a quite real sense quite quickly. If you're going to go down the multi-brand approach, the chances are if you're a large company and you're inheriting a small practice, the chances are you probably already have a much more sophisticated website. You probably have a much more, a sort of much more proven user experience that is a lot more effective at converting patients than, than that practice did because that practice is probably built on the reputation of that provider. It's probably not something that they put a ton of money into or a ton of effort into. So what I would say is have a replatforming strategy when you're acquiring brands, even if you plan to stay multi-brand because it's amazing how you'll see so many MSOs that may have 50 brands underneath them and none of them have been replatformed. Mm-hmm. The amount of extra work that you're creating to try and then measure everything correctly, set it up, aggregate it, report out on it is, is yeah. staggering. And the replatforming, you know, we use that often when it comes to the websites, but call tracking solutions, mm-hmm. form tracking solutions, you know, I mean, obviously, EHRs are a whole different operational consideration that we don't tend to get involved in. But, you know, the MSOs that are streamlining operational technologies, that's a huge impact on and benefit from a marketing perspective. But even just these front end platforms, you know, reputation management software, listing management software, all of these things can be unified. So there are definitely ways to make it less painful. I always say to, to clients that are starting new MSOs, like you guys are small now you can do all of this now. Do you know how painful it is? You know, when you, Mm -hmm. when you do have 10, 20, 30 sites to then consider some of these things then. So do it while you're small. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Create the user experience you want Mm -hmm. and then replicate it out as you acquire those new brands. All right, Rich, like most of our topics, there's plenty more we could say here. So we'll put it on for, for a future podcast, Mm -hmm. but thank you guys for listening. Like comment, subscribe, wherever you're listening and tune in next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignite. Interested in keeping up with the latest trends in healthcare marketing? Subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review. For more healthcare marketing tips, visit our blog at cardinaldigitalmarketing.com.